Hi, I'm Keith Allen, and I play Murphy on Z Nation, and I listen to One Up Gaming Podcast. Yeah, it's how we do it, y'all. L G B, my straight out of Ghana, stop Dutch. What up to you, One Up Gaming? One up gaming is behind me. Let me get in beast mode. If you wanna try me, you don't need a cheap code. Kante is who I be to you. It's Mr. Hero, legendary adversary. Flows considered lethal. I'm a super saiyan. I got dragon balls. I wouldn't lie. You might think I'm playing when I'm saying I can really fly. When I'm on the track, you feel the energy I'm pushing. I put me on the map. One up gaming is who I'm talking about. I'm the rapping master chief. Epic to say the least Contain the hero better Etch that in your memory And so the one up gaming for the show I'll contain the hero is really gonna show out Hi, Dave here, One Up Gaming. Gonna go through this week's show, the One Up Gaming podcast, episode 371. Um, yeah, I've got to move around in the room. I've now hung up all of my t shirts on the wall. There's one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. Ten t shirts hung up. There's two or three hoodies on the floor still, and the one that I'm wearing. So I've still got to find new hangers and stuff because. Just to put these up on the wall, it costs so much. It's cleaned up a bit of space in the room though, so at least that's good. And it's not a big eyesore. So anyway, podcast 371. David here. Please go. I'll, I'll magically appear something in a second. My Kindle. It looks very dirty. I've actually never used it apart from to read the Walking Dead comics, which was really fun. Um, but... On here, there is, oh, I don't know how you work it, that's the only problem. Uh, don't know if you can see that, but the Outrunners from Joe Dowling is on the Kindle store. Um, I say Kindle store, it's on the, how do you get back onto this now? I really don't know how to use this at all. It's on the Kindle Unlimited, so if you're paying for like the Amazon Prime stuff, if you're paying for the uh, what else is there, the Audible books, things like that, then you do get that. So you can download it within your subscription and you can read it on that. But as I say, let him know where you heard it from. Let him know that you heard us talking about it and then just say, great book, 1983, great starting point. 
retro, futuristic, all that kind of stuff all melded together. Now that I've got that up and running on my Kindle, which I found in my bag, which had been in my bag for like three years, I'm going to actually sit down and give it a good go, see if it's my sort of book or not. Good luck. So, please go to our website, oneupgaming.co.uk. On there, we've got news, reviews, features, previews. Um, we've got a web store. So any T-shirts that you see me wearing normally on these sort of podcasts, they are T-shirts that you can go out and buy on the store. We've got a much more varied selection on our Etsy store. So just search One Up Gaming, all one word, uh, for a chance to, you know, look at over, I think we've got about 220 different designs up on our store now. And that's not just t-shirts, it's hoodies, jumpers, t-shirts, shirts, mugs, uh, hats, a vast, vast load of stuff on there. Not just gaming stuff, we've got some other ins- African-inspired sort of designs up on there as well. So, yeah, go to look at our Etsy store. As always, we're sponsored by Games Inspired Music. It's an album. It was going to be for a TV sort of series we were de- developing and designing. Um, it had to be scaled back a bit. And then, unfortunately, the lead actor stabbed someone and didn't get onto national uh, American TV. And it went to shit. And then, unfortunately, a couple of years after that, the, the guy died of cancer, which is a kick in the fucking balls because he was a great guy. I really like talking to him. Nice guy. Um, yeah. So that is it. So I guess we'll have a quick break and we'll come back into the games we've been playing this week. So back in a few seconds. Hi, I'm Lucy James and I listen to the One Up Gaming podcast. Hello, Andy. This is Colin. I won't be able to get in the night. I'm sweating a I'm sweating a Hi, David here, One Gaming, episode 371, and we're going to go straight into the games played this week. So first of all, as always, we are still playing EA Sports FC24. I'm still in my career mode. I'm still playing... I can't remember if I set myself up to be a right back or left back. I think I got like a wing back. And... I put myself in my favourite club at Newcastle, so I got put in there. Played a couple of games in the reserves, a couple of games like in pre-season, that sort of thing. And then it came to the actual um, start of the season, and I think I played two games in off the bench. And then after that, I've been playing constantly as a right back, so I've nicked Kieran Trippier's position, which I am so sorry, he's a captain, he's mint. Uh, but it's nice to be able to get in there, get stuff done. I've scored a few goals, I've made some great assists, and I, I love playing as one player in the thing, developing yourself, like the RPG style game. I love that. I've never got into the, the foot sort of games, so I've never even tried that on this year's game, but I'm enjoying just this part of the game. I, I'm loving it, it's amazing. Uh, it's my sort of game. I would easily recommend it. <clears throat> it's the best FIFA game that they've been for a good couple, about three, four years now, I would say. Um, so anyway, everyone knows what this EA sort of like the football game is. It's just, it's just FIFA 
23 with a couple of extras and bits tweaked a bit next up party animals now this one is imagine is it gang beasts uh, is it beasts or beats I can't remember now but on that one you're like it looks like little play door type characters and you're running around you can grab people push people and you're trying to chuck people off the edge of the stage and that sort of thing that is exactly basically what this game is but you're animals now so you're anamorphic animals so you're standing up on two legs you can pick people up push people over I had a quick go at a stage where it was on a submarine and you start off on the hull of the submarine on the shell near the top of it and it sort of like went down a little bit went down a little bit more then went down a little bit more until there's only the, the one bit showing like the little par parapet parapet you know the little one anyway as it was getting lower and lower people were fighting over this little space available so i can see it could be quite a fun party game but the game i played of it <clears throat> i'm getting quite sick of these horrible physics horrible controlling games and i'm just nah tapped out played it once and i don't think i'll play it again it's not my sort of game i'm glad it's on the game pass sort of thing and that makes it really good because you can just download it have a quick go if it's not for you nothing no skin <clears throat> just yeah done got sent a quick game to review called the volley pals and this one is as it sounds it's a volleyball game it's a very very simple 2d side on view volleyball game and you move left and right and press the button to jump and you basically are a pair on each side of the court it's quite a small area of the screen and you're just bouncing around trying to knock the ball back over the net and it is a laugh it's really fun i really enjoyed the game again I'm not sure how long the game will last. I played one game and it's like, I just can't see myself sitting there for hours and hours playing the same thing, very samey. And I just got a bit sick of the game. I loved the art style, I loved how it played. Again, it is just the fact is, it doesn't matter how the background changes, it is just a flat thing with a net in the middle trying to knock things over. So, yeah, I don't think I'd recommend that unless it's like a couple of quid. I can't remember how much it was. The next game that I played, Woodle Tree Adventures. Now, this game is a kiddie-focused, very cutesy-looking 3D platform game. And the game itself is played like the newer Mario games, you know, the four-player um, 3D ones that... It's kind of like on a plane and you can move up and down the plane but you can't rotate the camera around. So it's like a big track that you set out. That's similar to this game. Very puzzle oriented, very collect-a-thon sort of thing. Um, pull a little lever to open up other levels, other worlds, other like, paths. Very slow. If it was a bit faster and a bit more dynamic it could have been fun. But if you've got a kid that's, I'd say, four or five, it might be their way to get into games. It's very simple, very easy to do. 
So Woodle Tree Adventures, I'd say for a younger person, it is quite a fun little game. Next up we have Lies of P and this one is a other kind of reimagining of the Pinocchio sort of fable and you are resurrected to like, do to, to save someone to do something I have no idea I didn't listen to the thing I was just pressing the A button to get onto the game get into the game and it is a very very good um, souls sort of clone I really enjoyed how the combat worked how the movement worked uh, the graphics look amazing. I would really say this is one of the better games I've played for a while. And yet, buy it. It's good. Good little game. It's a weird, weird game. The weird name, weird concept, but it's good. I enjoyed it. So next up, we have The Legend of um, Tianding. I'm sorry if it's wrong. Uh, this game is... A 2D platform game where you have combat as the focus so you have combos you have uh, special moves and double jumps and things like that uh, air kicks and it's a 2D gorgeous hand-drawn animation style like a comic book sort of thing reminded me of something like the comic zone of the like Mega Drive Genesis sort of game and, but this is a bit faster, a bit smoother, and it just plays really nice. It mixes a bit of comic style um, intro sort of like videos, um, and also just has like flat screen sort of like text back and forth. And for me, if they went a bit more into the comic style and made it much more dynamic, then I think I'd have been drawn to it a little bit more. But as it is, it's still a really good little game, and I really enjoyed it. That one's The Legend of um, Tianding. Tianding? Something like that. It's good. Good little game. Next game, I am so sorry for the pronunciations. Um, uh, is it Dangding Romper? Something like that. V3 Killing Harmony. Now, this one, it starts off here. It's sat in a school. It's a first person. It's, it's not my game at all. I try to have a quick go you just read 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 change the view a little bit read 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 and I just got sick of it I didn't enjoy it I can't even say what the RPG elements are like what the combat is really like I can't go into the details because it was just going on and on and on for so long I ended up turning it off I was so sick of the game so sorry about that all of you JRPG sort of um, Video, comic, booky, gamey things, I don't know what the hell they're called. Graphic novel? Nope, not graphic novel, that's a natural physical book. Uh, anyway, it's not my sort of game, do apologise if it is. If you enjoy it, enjoy it. Let me know in the comments why you enjoy the game. Maybe I can read it and think, ah, oh, and then I'll have another go and see more into the game and see what I've missed. Um, anyway, the next game we played was Windbound. And this one, from all the screenshots and all the uh, pictures I've seen of the game, I assumed it was like a Zelda game with a Wind Waker. And yes, you do control a boat and you do go to different islands. I would say it's much more of like a simple 
sort of like platformy sort of game. It's how do you explain it? It's more top-down view, so it is more the originally Zelda sort of view, but full 3D. Um, it was I enjoyed what I played. I just couldn't describe everything about it. It just didn't seem to have that grab, you know, to pull you into the game. It was good. It all played well, but it just didn't have that something to keep you going. And unfortunately, after about half an hour or so, I, I tapped out. And I don't think I'll be going back to the game. That's how much it just didn't grab me. <clears throat> and the last game that we played this week was a demo for Ghost Runner 2. Now, the original Ghost Runner I played and I loved. Very cinematic, very first-person focused combat. Um first person melee sort of uh, first person um, jumping around levels platforming sort of levels uh, grapple hooks uh, swords it was really fun it's fast fluid smooth um, I'm not sure how far I got into the original I played it on the PlayStation 5 with your, like your three hour trial or three two hour trial whatever it was so I played it on that so I gave it a quick go this one seemed to be more puzzle oriented where you're switching switch and getting doors open and things but that might have been what the original went into later on in the game because I, I only played it quickly but this one I loved what I played I thought it was really good all these games are videos up now on our YouTube channel so have a quick look and see what you think of all these games leave comments let us know what you think um, we have different videos every day of the week so although we do gameplay videos, we also have every Monday we have the UK Top 40 Charts, every Tuesday we have the Boosteroid video, every Wednesday we have the Witch's Best, every Thursday we have the Retro Inspired video, every Friday we have the podcast, every Saturday we have the Games Played This Week, and every Sunday we have the Roundup of the Gaming News for the Week. So join us with all them and now we'll move on with a quick break and we're coming to this week's news hi my name is justin i'm the developer of per rocket an ios space game with cats and i listen to the one-off gaming podcast you can find a link to download my game at facebook.com slash per rocket Hi, David here, One of Gaming, episode 371, and we're going to go straight into this week's news. So, first of all, Activision Blizzard shares Xbox Game Pass plans, leaves the door open for Diablo 4 on Game Pass in 2024. Activision Blizzard has given the first glimpse of their plans for the Xbox Game Pass once the Microsoft deal has closed saying they expect to start bringing their games to the service next year. Microsoft's Activision acquisition of Activision Blizzard is expected to close today. Um, even still, in a statement on X, uh, the company said that not to expect titles like Call of Duty Modern Warfare 3 and Diablo 4 to hit the Game Pass this year. Uh, we continue to work towards regularly... Re 
regulatory approval of the Microsoft deal. We've been getting some questions whether our upcoming and recently launched games will be available via Game Pass, says the statement. While we do not have any plans to put Modern Warfare 3 or Diablo 4 into Game Pass this year once the deal closes, we expect to start working with Xbox to bring our titles to more players around the world and we anticipate that we would begin adding games into Game Pass sometime in the course of next year. So, yeah, what do you guys think of that? Do you think it's... Um, I think it will be a matter of time. They'll have to have certain deals with certain other companies, certain um, contracts that they've got. They'll have to wait till they expire. A bit like the like the when they bought Bethesda, but they still had two um, games with Bethesda. <clears throat> with Bethesda that actually lasted for the full, you know, the bottom, and then the games came out, and they still had the one-year exclusivity deal uh, with them. So I think some of these games will have the, those sort of things happening, but we'll see what happens. What we will see what happens in the future. So next up we have Telltale Games has allegedly laid off most of its workers. Um, narrative adventure. Oh God, narrative adventure developer Telltale. Oh yeah, narrative. The studio is currently working on The Wolf Among Us 2, and which just released The Expanse, a Telltale series, has undergone layoffs, which former, one former employee says impacted most of the studio. The news first circulated via post on X by former Telltale cinematic artist Jonah Huang, who said that these layoffs took place early September. Telltale has confirmed that it has, gone, it has undergone layoffs in a statement sent to IGN but did not confirm the number or extent in the statement. Blah, 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 blah. Uh, notably, Huang, Huang, is it Huang? Was part of the first irrita irritation, iteration of Telltale Games as well, which similarly underwent significant layoffs before closing entirely in 2019. The shutdown was attributed, attributed to investors backing out but a year later, LCG Entertainment revived the business name and several of its assets, hiring a number of its former workers as well. At the Game Awards in 2019, it announced it was creating a sequel to Telltale's A Wolf Among Us for a planned release in 2023. Then earlier this year, we sat down with Telltale CCO Jamie Ottilly, who explained the game was being delayed due to struggles porting it from Unreal Engine 4 to 5 and a desire to avoid crunch. It does not apparently have a new release date. Uh, also, these layoffs seem to have happened just weeks after Telltale acquired UK studio Flavorworks. These layoffs come as part of an ongoing trend of industry mass layoffs that have impacted a number of major studios over this year and last. These include layoffs to at Naughty Dog, Team 17, Ascendant, Blizzard, Bioware, Epic Games, Blackbird Interactive, Striking Distance, Bioware again, Ubisoft, Scavengers, Scavengers Studio, CD Projekt, Embracer Group's numerous subdivisions, sub, yeah, loads of them, um, Deviation Games, The Molasses Flood, Relic Entertainment, Riot, Xbox, and Unity, and many, many more. What do you guys think of all these layoffs or all these bits and bobs?
is it worth uh, do you reckon that this is because like they're all starting to look at union unionizing now and they're like oh we better get rid of all this dead wood that we don't need because they'll go on strike if we can't pay them the weekly wage or we can't justify having them every day in the studio when we don't need them things like that uh please leave comments let me know what you guys think oh god this ear is so itchy anyway we'll move to the next bit of news and that is this may be the last playstation exclusive content for the call for call of duty that ever gets uh, activision has unveiled playstation exclusive content coming to call of duty modern warfare 3 potentially the last playstation exclusive content call of duty will ever get well, when does the Call of Duty deal run out with Sony? I can't remember when it runs out. Uh, Modern Warfare 3 is set for an exclusive operator called the Lockpick, who comes with a variety of related items. PlayStation owners who pre-order Modern Warfare 3 got the bundle, which includes a unique knife and SMG at launch in November. Promotional material content confirms his content is exclusive to PlayStation. Platforms for a year until November 9th, 2024. Uh, yeah, what do you guys think? I'm not going to go through all the FTC crap. But what do you guys think? Um, I really don't like the, like the exclusive things for a year and all this kind of stuff. Just make the game. If you don't do it exclusive, just lock it out for everyone. Just make the game for one console and just that's it. <clears throat> I hate the fact of like the was it the Avengers game where the Spider-Man sort of character was an exclusive to Sony just because of the deal Sony has with the games and the movies and things. And it's just weird. It really, really is just a weird state of affairs. Leave comments. What do you guys think about these things? So we'll move into the next bit of news and that is sony confirms data breach impacted nearly 7,000 current and former employees sony has begun contacting thousands of current and former staff impacted by recent data breaches after a ransomware group claimed last week it had access to the company's systems as reported by bleeping computer sony has now informed employees of its sony interactive entertainment division uh, whose data was exposed. The outlet wrote that the notification was sent out to about 6,800 individuals impacted by the breach. Sony disclosed in the notification to victims that the breach was due to a vulnerability of in the move it transfer, a file managed transfer software employees that Sony and other companies use. Uh, I don't know. I don't know. What do you guys think? Um, is this just for Sony employees? Are they covering up the other things? Um, I guess we'll have to wait and find out what other things get exposed. Um, but yeah, it's crap that everyone tries to get the big guys. Anyway, next up. Why fans think Loki Season 2 has a link to X-Men? The first episode of Loki Season 2 is now streaming on Disney+, Plus, and eagle-eyed fans think that the premiere includes a link to X-Men after spotting what appears to be a visual reference to the franchise. Uh, the episode, titled 
uh, Aurorobus, that's the one where the snake's eating itself to make an infinity sort of thing, found Tom Hiddleston's, God, I can't say nothing today, God of Mischief lost in to time and torn quite literally between past, present and future, Ki, Ki Hugh Kwan's new fan favourite character, Obi, no, no idea, I'll have to watch it I guess, is enlisted to help Loki with his time slipping problem and uses a temporal horror extractor to extract him from the time stream. That's oh, getting weird. Some people noticed a striking resemblance between the door leading to the temporal loom in Loki to the entrance of Cerebro in Fox's X-Men franchise. Posting the two side by side, uh, the comparisons prompt prompted speculation as to whether the moment is a fun easter egg or hinting at a possible X-Men connection uh, I don't know we'll find out hmm. I'd like to have seen the full like, thing the majority agreed that it was an intentional nod but questions remain over its significance the observation is all of the more pertinent because it comes one week after the news of an X-Men movie reportedly being in early development at Marvel Studios heightening people to everything X-Men related within the MCU the familiar looking x Max door was not only apparent easter egg in the premiere as fans also noticed an interesting little nod to the Thor comics in the post credit scene leaving fans with some big questions about the future only time will tell blah 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 it might also be the fact that they just reused assets from an older movie and just thought the door looked cool um, and they just like resprayed it different colour just to try and make it look different I don't know but I guess we will see in the future of what they're trying to do what they're planning and what they're sort of doing but next up iRacing acquires NASCAR gaming rights new title to come out in 2025 iRacing announced today that it has acquired the NASCAR team properties exclusive simulation style console racing game license with its first project based on the newly acquired property slate released in a couple of years. In a press release, iRacing announced that the license will transfer from Motorsport Games to iRacing once the NASCAR team properties approves the sale. The latter will then begin development on the next NASCAR game with a 2025 release window currently set iRacing will serve as the game's publisher but no developer has been named as of yet. When we were approached with the option to acquire the license for the simulation style NASCAR bloody hell simulation style is it? Yeah yeah it's not an arcade racer is it? Which was the console game and franchise that we were dreaming about doing. It was an opportunity we couldn't pass up. iRacing president Tony Gardner said in the press release having the ability to build a NASCAR console game is a privilege we promise to execute with the utmost care. We look forward to working diligently with NASCAR industry sh stakeholders to deliver a product that provides an amazing experience um, for the gaming community and NASCAR fans worldwide. Um, yeah, what do you guys think? Um, is it worth it or is it just going to be the same sort of game again that gets released next year? Um, I mean, like, I've not really played many of the NASCAR sort of games because when 
I play a racing game. Yes, I'd like it to be a bit realistic and a bit simmy, but I also like a little bit of fun. I think that's why the, the Gran Turismo and the Forza sort of games are nearly perfect, aren't they? It makes you think it's a real game, when in fact it is very arcadey. You know, the handling, the grip, the mechanics. It's just meant to be played. But we'll see what happens. What we will see. Leave comments. Let us know. Next up, Lies of P DLC is seemingly confirmed. It sounds like the Bloodborne, like, why is it called Bloodborne? Like, it's a Dark Souls, like, it's a Souls, like. I think people just like, oh, Bloodborne's a cool game. We'll, mm. No, shut up. Bloodborne was made with the Souls engine. Just call it a Souls game. Dark Pinocchio Fantasy Lies of P might have DLC on the horizon. Um, X user Okami Games first pointed out the listing earlier today, which is from a post of the company's official job board. The post itself is in Korean, but IGN has confirmed that the listing is for a quest planner role for Lies of P DLC, with one of the bullet points on the listing directly stating that the DLC is in development. Uh, updated, uh, NeoWiz has responded to IGN's request for comment by nothing it did. By nothing it did not have an official... Why do these just randomly appear in the middle of stuff? It's annoying. Uh, Lies of P, however, the nothing it did not have an official. I have no idea. However, the studio referred us to a recent blog post which notes that NeoWiz will be providing a roadmap of the contents planned for Lies of P as soon as it is ready. Um, that's basically it, isn't it? Um, they're going to do DLC for Lies of P. Are you excited? Did you enjoy the game? I love the game. Um, it's very hard and it's one of those games that I just can't seem to play and do well. But we'll see. We'll see what happens. Because um, I have no idea what any of these sort of things happen. So um, I guess... We will move on to the next bit. And you may let, leave comments. Let us know what you guys think about all these news. Anyway, next up. Unity CEO John Riccatelio to step down in wake of investment fee controversy. Uh, in the wake of a massive controversy regarding previously announced and then walked back install fees, Unity's John Riccatelio is retiring as president, CEO, chairman, and a member of the board of the director's Effective immediately, the company has announced today. Bloody hell, that's a lot of stuff gone. James M. Whitehurst, meanwhile, will be appointed interim CEO, president, and member of the board and lead in independent <laughs> director of the Unity Board. Uh, Roloff Boffer has been appointed chairman. The board will commence a search process to find a permanent CEO. Unity says Rick Tellio will continue to advise the game engine maker to ensure a smooth transition. Smooth transition. Today's announcement did not specify why Rick Tellio was stepping down, but in a statement he said he's been it's been a privilege to lead Unity for nearly a decade and serve our employees, customers, developers, and partners, all of whom have been instrumental to the company's growth. Um, yeah, I'm not going to go into the details of why is gain. Why he's leaving? 
I think everyone knows the basics of the last few weeks, month of Unity. And yeah, so we'll move into the next bit of news. And that one is my friends. Fantastic Four director says they're aiming to start filming in spring 2024. As the writer's strike is over and the actors in negotiations with Hollywood's studios as we speak, countless productions are getting ready to rev up again, including the highly anticipated new Fantastic Four film. Director Matt Shakeman delivered a slight update on the Marvel Studios project in a new interview with Colander, where he shared that they're aiming to start filming in spring 2024 given that SAG Afrotala can nail down a fair deal with studio soon and teased an impending casting announcement, something that's been widely, wildly, wildly anticipated, asked if they were planning to go into production in 2024. Shekman said, we are definitely going to go in full front. Oh, I'm sick of it. Uh, in front of the cameras next year, probably the spring, at Pinewood Stu- London Studios, he pointed out that screenwriter Josh Friedman, who was brought on back in March, is now able to work on the script again, and that has a lot of momentum. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I am interested how they implement some of these newer franchises into the MCU. But I'm also sceptical because the last three or four MCU movies have not been the best. I did watch the uh, Secret Invasion, Secret, whatever it was called, uh, on Netflix, not Netflix, you know what I mean, on the streaming service. And it was okay. I mean, I think I read... A couple of years ago that it was meant to be like a movie and I can kind of understand why they dropped it to a series because it wasn't like, exciting enough to be a full movie it got some of the backstory done some of the other bits and bobs done and I quite enjoyed that so we'll move on to the last bit of news this week Pokemon live action series gets its first trailer uh, Pokemon Red is about to take center stage in the upcoming live action series a new trailer for the upcoming show called Poker Tetsumi, I, I, I don't know, has debuted online, revealing it's, that it's actually all about the classic Pokemon game affects one of its players. Oh, what the hell? The drama follows. Uh, I'm not going to try and you say Willie's names. A university graduate who quits her job in a small Japanese port town to head to Tokyo for a new start. However, she bites off more than she can chew. Taking on a, pre- a presentation at her new company, D Adventure, that no, not D Adventure, Adventure, that sees the fate of the company resting on her shoulders. Enter Pokemon Red. Her mother, worried about a stressful experience, sends her a care package. It's uh, Madoka's old Game Boy and the original copy of Pokemon Red that she played as a child. Revisiting the game for the first time in 20 years, she re- realises it might just help her tackle her own problems. Uh, his build is the first Pokemon human drama, which sees the main character grow through her experience with the game. Oh, don't know. What do you guys think about this? I'm not 100% sure. I think it's just 
more gobbledygook just with the, the name the brands things like that but that's the news this week <clears throat> so please go to our website oneupgaming.co.uk check us out check us out on youtube subscribe to us like us share us bell us for all of our updates and thank you so i'll move straight into the this week's uk top 40 so back after this quick don't know what it's called. Quick link, quick tag, tick intro. Ten seconds. Come on, guys, you can do it. Well, Rob, your your accent. Holy cow! I haven't heard a New Zealand accent in a very long time. <laughs> Hi, David here. One up gaming. Still episode three hundred and seventy-one. The one up gaming podcast. So we're going to go through this week's UK Top 40. So without further ado, we will go straight into it. So number 40, New Super Mario Brothers U Deluxe by Nintendo. And that was at 23 last week. 39 is Pokemon Scarlet. And again, Nintendo. And that was 29 last week. 38 was Dark Souls Trilogy Bandai Namco at 26 last week. 37 was Lego Harry Potter Collection. From Warner Brothers Interactive, and that was at 38 last week. Number 36 is The Sims 4 Growing Together by Electronic Arts. Number 35 is Stray by Anna per Peruna Interactive. Number 34 is Octopoth Octopath Traveler 2 by Square Enix Europe at 40. Number 33 is Crash Bandicoot Ensign Trilogy, and that's by Activision Blizzard, and that was at 34 last week. 32 is Sonic Origins Plus, and that was by Sega last week. No, that was by Sega. It wasn't in the top 40 last week. 31 is Pikmin 4, and that's Nintendo, and that was at 21 last week. So, number 30 is 30 in 1 Game Collection Volume 1, just for games. And these games are shite, I don't buy people buy them. Number 29 is Pokemon Violet by Nintendo, and that's at 22 last week. The Crew Motorfest by Ubisoft was at 14 last week. That's dropped quite a bit. 27, Demon Slayer, Kimetsu no Yiba, The Hinakami Chronicles by Sega. Bloody hell. Uh, 26 is Resident Evil 4 by Capcom. That's 37 last week. 25 is The Need for Speed. No, it's just Need for Speed Unbound by Electronic Arts. 24 is Nickelodeon Kart Races 3 Slime Speedway by Game Mill Interactive. Why did Game Mill make all the shite games? 23, It Takes Two by Electronic Arts. 22 is Red Dead Redemption 2 by Take Two. That was at 16 last week. 21, Nintendo Switch Sports, and that's by Nintendo, and that was at 17 last week. Number 20, Animal Crossing New Horizons, and that was by Nintendo at 13 last week. Number 19, Final Fantasy 7 and 8 Remastered Twin Pack by Square Enix, and that was at 28 last week. Number 18 is Street Fighter 6, and that was by Capcom, hasn't moved. 17 is Crisis Core Final Fantasy 7 Reunion by Square Enix Europe. 16 is The Witcher 3 Wild Hunt Complete Edition by Bandai Namco, and that was at 10. 
15 is Cricket 25 by Nacon. That's gone up quite, that's quite well, that. I think that's sold well. Number 14 is Mario Plus Rabbids Kingdom Battle by Ubisoft, and that was at 12. 13 is The Witcher 3 Wild Hunt Game of the Year Edition by Bandai Namco, and that was at 11. Number 12 is F123 by Electronic Arts. 11 is Grand Theft Auto 5 by Take 2, and that was at 5. So, this week's UK Top 10. So, 10 is The Legend of Zelda Tears of the Kingdom by Nintendo, and that was at 6. Number 9 is The Minecraft, and this is the, I guess, the Switch port, because this one's published by Nintendo, and that was at 7. Number 8 is Mortal Kombat 1 by Warner Brothers, and that was at 2. Number 7 is Star Wars Jedi Survivor by Electronic Arts, and that was at 8. Number 6 is Call of Duty Modern Warfare 2 by Activision Blizzard, and that was at 9. Number 5, Hogwarts Legacy by Warner Brothers Interactive, and that was at 3. Number 4 is Mario Kart 8 Deluxe, and that hasn't moved by Nintendo. <coughs> Number 3, Detective Pikachu Returned by Nintendo. Number 2, Assassin's Creed Mirage, and that was a... That's by Ubisoft. And still at number one is EA Sports FC24. And thank you so much to the Game Press for the GFK Entertainment software chats, all formats. Thank you to them. So that, my friends, is this week's show. Um, please like, subscribe, bell, all that good stuff. Um, yeah, go to our website, which is oneupgaming.co.uk. Go to our Patreon site, which is patreon.com slash O-U-G. And you can buy any of the t-shirts you've seen me wear today. Just go to our Etsy store and search 1UpGaming, all one word. Over 220 items for sale now. Have a look on there, see what you think. Um, we're sponsored by Games Inspired Music. That's an album, it's available now. 20% of each sale will go to the Child's Play charity. You can buy our first 100 podcasts available from audiobooksontape.com and that um, £1 of each sale will go to the Diabetes UK charity uh, use the Amazon links on our website it saves you well it doesn't save you any money sorry <laughs> you buy what you buy in and we get a small kickback for advertising Amazon um, please follow us and like us on Facebook um, subscribe to us and follow us bell us on YouTube like link and share and all that good stuff uh, watch us on twitch.tv um, we're also on twitter which is at OUG official and if you want to email us any questions it's contact at oneupgaming.co.uk if you listen to this as a podcast please um, follow, share um, give us reviews, give us stars all that good stuff it's been me David, oneupgaming saying thank you so much for watching, for listening it's been episode 371 of the One Up Gaming Podcast. Thank you. Goodbye.
missing her brain And I'm claiming that name for L.G. Now you don't really want it Please believe I'm always on it And I'll fight you to the death of L.G. Think you can play with me? No, you don't have to wait And see, I'll come to you and you will see about L.G. Cause I spit the coldest fire I see more of a denier Such a beast of all you liars Oh, L.G. Why don't you follow me? Contact the hero, obviously And you will see that you should be about L.G. Fading out, see my time is running out And now you all know you should be about L.G. Put in my heart in this Cause we're the ones who started this So we don't want no part in this So L.G. It's taking over, have to say it Gonna show you either way You gonna really know of L.G. Lyrical is genius When I say it, bet I mean it In a way my flow can be his meaning Not gonna back down I won't bow down More than just sound, the words I spit mean more than just nonsense. The more you hear me, the more that I'm coming. You can hate on me, but hatred is a must. Time to show the world what to try to keep tough. This is LGE, that's what they gon' have to scream. You can say you had a thumb, but I don't see no kings. You could call it me taking my shot, but I see it as the real recognize for what it's not. My eyes open, and I can see for what it is. I choose to make mine and change how I live by doing what I do.